Well, as we're on our morning break, I thought I would actually discuss um, a book that I'm reading, The Buddha Before Buddhism, by Gil Fronstall. You can also look Gil up. I believe he's affiliated with that Insight Center that I mentioned. He does videos throughout the week, teachings. It's a translation of the uh, Antakavaga, uh, with commentary. In chapter 14, it's called The Discourse on Being Quick. <laughs> See my pun. It says, Release is peace. And I'll read what he says, because I think it does a good job uh, opening the discussion. So chapter 14, with this discourse, the Book of Eights, which is the Atakavaga, it changes significantly from the teachings and tone of the earlier discourses in the collection. These are wisdoms from the early teachings. It says, uh, rather than criticizing, clinging to views, or describing the ideal sage who is at peace, the discourse on being quick discusses how monastics should train. The emphasis on monastics is seen in the nine occurrences of the word bhikkhu, or monastic, in the single poem compared to only two occurrences in all the previous discourses put together. The book's 14th poem also refers to the code of monastic discipline, patamoksha. Uh, this is important, so it's a vinaya, because um, I've already prepared a podcast about the vinaya, so we'll uh, put that up separately. Perhaps, and it goes on, perhaps because the teachings are meant for the monastic followers of the Buddha, this discourse includes a degree of reverence and respect for the Buddha not seen in earlier chapters. Here the Buddha is given the title, uh, titles, kinsman of the sun, unconquered conqueror, eyewitness to the Dharma and the Blessed One. None of these, uh, none of the verses in the earlier discourses mention uh, these designations. Instead, in the earlier chapters, the Buddha is referred to as Sir once, and by his family name, Gautama, once. The monastic training described in this chapter, essentially a long list of behaviors that should be avoided. It's concerned primarily with ethics, sila, except for one mention of being mindful, there's two, uh, there are no references to specific religious practices or meditation techniques that monastics should perform, and would argue there is. This is consistent with the strong emphasis in earlier chapters on letting go. Freedom isn't found through doing anything. It's found by not clinging. Hmm, I would also beg to differ. Avoiding behaviors that arise from clinging is the path to the end of clinging. With this in mind, monastics should know release is peace. And in knowing this, train in the Buddha's message. So the Buddha's first teachings in this poem are particularly important. Here he emphasizes the destruction of the root source for conceptual proliferation, which he describes as being either the idea, I am the thinker, or the thought, I am. While the grammar of the Pali phrase allows for both translations into English, the two options both identify some form of conceit as the basis from which a problematic differentiation of concepts with which the world is categorized arises. When this conceit is uprooted, 
the conceptual proliferation stops. A sage does not categorize or conceptualize the world with any fixed reference point of existing as I. While training to become such a, state, such a sage, a monastic should avoid swelling up with conceit. That's that 19th stage in the 37 stages of a bodhisattva by Tsongkhapa. The alternative, well, sorry, um, a monastic a sage should avoid swelling up with conceit, which is described as thinking they are better, worse, or equal to others. The alternative to such comparative thinking is to have a mind that is still and unmoving like a calm sea. Many of the training instructions the Buddha mentions can be understood as support for having a still, peaceful mind. It's tough. Language leaves a lot to be desired in here. I mean, the few of the issues when he says there's no mention, it mentions mindfulness a couple times, which would be a practice. It also mentions one sentence that I'm going to highlight um, in the actual sutta that does talk about actual practice. Um, and I guess, um, I guess other than that, we'll just move on to the sutta. So this is the Tuttavataka, Sutta, the discourse on being quick. So it opens with the questioner that says, I ask you, O kinsman of the sun, great seer, about seclusion and the state of peace by seeing what is a monastic freed, not clinging to anything in this world. And now there's a note, freed is a translation of Nibati. And we're familiar with um, Naroda, and Nibbana, but um, Nibbati is a form we're unfamiliar with, but freed, not clinging to anything in this world. And goes on and says, the Buddha said, let them completely destroy the root of conceptual differentiation. Now there he mentioned that in the introduction. Conceptual is a translation of uh, Sankhaya. Well, differentiation is a translation of papanka. Papanka. So let them completely destroy the root of conceptual differentiation. That is the idea. I am the thinker. Ever mindful, they train to subdue their cravings. So remember, in this case, ever mindful, sati is to remember. What are we remembering? Remembering that it is our desires that causes these cravings which lead to suffering. And so the sutta goes on and says they shouldn't get entrenched in any teachings they know. Right? This is leave the Dharma when you've reached the other shore. And it goes on and says whether their own or that of others, right? Don't cling to your own misperceptions, misconceptions, ignorance, or that of others. Goes on and says, good people say that being entrenched is not release. And there's a note here again, release is nabuti, right? Freedom. And it goes on, they would not, because of this, think themselves better, worse, or equal to others, right? There's this labeling. Right? Experiencing many things 
with a note that says, touched by many forms, right? Rupa. We're familiar with this term, Rupa, right? Experiencing many things. So Rupa, in this case, is to bring to mind experiencing everything in samsara. And it goes on and says, they don't take a stand in thoughts of themselves, right? They allow those chittas to be born and to die away without any interaction, without that um, attachment or the clinging or the cravings that result. So the sutta goes on and says, Tranquil within, a monastic, wouldn't seek peace from others. For one tranquil within, there is nothing embraced. And so how could anything be rejected? This is five. Is translated embraced and rejected as uh, translations of ata with the long a and nirata respectively. Right? So embraced as ata with the long a and nirata uh, with the long a respectively rejected. Atta is taken here to be the past participle of adhyati. Adhyati. To take up, receive, or grasp. It is possible the word should be translated as self, another meaning of atta. No long A on the end. A wordplay may be intended, and here I'd say that not only is it, mm, it shouldn't, it's not that it should be translated. It's possible that it is meant as both, and it is absolutely likely that wordplay was intended because this is not uncommon, right? Keep in mind that um, Pali itself was written to get these ideas across. So the self is something that is grasped, right? The self is something that is the source of these cravings. So absolutely we would have a, a double entendre in here talking about um, things that are taken up or grasped, as well as uh, the self, which is taken up or grasped. So the poem will go on from here. Just as when no waves appear in the middle of a still sea, so a monastic, still and unmoving, would not swell with conceit anywhere. And it goes on, the questioner says... The one with open eyes, the eyewitness to the Dharma, proclaim the removal of danger. Tell us, sir, the practice, the discipline, and meditation. Okay, so here, discipline is the translation of patimokha, right? Patimokha or patimoksha uh, in Sanskrit. This is the actual, um, here's the first of my question. So we consider that the uh, ethics, the sila, uh, and the uh, practice um, of monastics, or shramana, or bhikkhus, bhikkhushunis. But is it possible that it's a practitioner, right? Any practitioner himself would actually follow these rules. And so, as I said in his introduction, he was saying it had no mention to a practice. And as I said in the note, so discipline is uh, patimokha, 
moksha in Sanskrit. The word for the code of monastic discipline. It goes on and says meditation here is a translation of samadhi. Samadhi, dhyana. Um, a word translated as concentration. Right? So yes, you choose samadhi as the word. Um, it might not be a practice, but it starts with the practice, the discipline, and meditation. So the practice itself, it's either cessation, awareness, or mindfulness, which is remembering. What are we remembering? Desire is the root of our craving, cravings, the root of our suffering, and ego, the root of all the above. And, right? So I argue it does actually mention a practice, the practice. And I'll go on. The Buddha says, one should shut one's ears to village talk. Right? So, more than just one's own right speech, it's not allowing one to be moved by the speech of others. Once again, this is a practice. And it goes on, it says, not to be covetous with one's eyes. Again, use your eyes as the tool intended by uh, an external um, piece of the brain, by the way. So, once again, this mind as our tool to liberation. So, at once, using your eyes to navigate this world, but I'm not allowing it to drive you one way or another. And it goes on and says, not to be greedy for tasty things. Here, we're talking about kleshas. We're talking about um, hindrances. We're talking about desires, attachments, cravings, aversions. And finally, it says, or not take anything in the world as mine. Now that doesn't just mean a self, it doesn't just mean I am the thinker, it doesn't just mean that's mine, that's yours. It's an idea of there is no mine because there is no self. And the sutta goes on and says, Touched by sense experience, a monastic shouldn't despair about anything, wish for states of becoming, or tremble at tears. Right? So, we can break that down first before the note. Right? Touch by sense experience. Right? Arguably, once again, a monastic is not going to sequester themselves because... Even within the monastic uh, life, you're going to experience life. But again, it's talking about being touched by sense experience. A monastic shouldn't despair about anything. should be untouched. Shouldn't wish for states of becoming again. There's no attainment and no non-attainment. And finally, or tremble at any terrors. Because what is there to be uh, afraid of if everything is mind only? So uh, the note for this talks about being touched by sense experience. Specifically, the translation is, pardon my poly, fasena yada fatasa. Literally, to be touched by contact, right? To interact. And the sutta goes on. It says, one shouldn't hoard food, drinks, and clothes received. The list also includes eatables. 
pardon me, trying to get to the note here. Since this word is redundant with food, he's admit he's omitted it, right? And it likely he says it was uh, for um, flow when it was written in Pali. <sighs> okay, so sorry, I'll start over. One shouldn't hoard food, drinks, and clothes received, and shouldn't fret when none of that's obtained, right? This is this idea that you should accept whatever you get. If you're expecting more or less, again, judgment, uh, volition, right? Just uh, as it said, do not be coveted, covetous with one's eyes. And I'll go on further. And again here, he mentions meditating, not loitering around. Once again, explaining to us what the practice is. So meditating... Right? He doesn't give us a note, but earlier he said that was samadhi, or could it be dhyana. So practicing um, mind training, or simply abiding in concentration, or is it sati, or the practice. So mindfulness to remember, awareness, or uh, the root of cravings. Whatever that might be, again, he's inviting us um, to always be meditating. Right? or at least in this case, while one is meditating, uh, to not loiter around. Right? So right effort and right action. Restraining restlessness. One shouldn't be negligent. A monastic should live in quiet dwellings. Right? And it goes on, one shouldn't sleep too much. Ardent, one would be devoted to wakefulness. One should renounce laziness, deception, gaiety, games, sexual intercourse, and what accompany these, right? The hedonistic side of uh, human, same as the aesthetic, was found wanting. One shouldn't practice Vedic spells or magic. And in this case, he translates, uh, pardon me, he translates... Um, the Vedic spells from Atabanam. Uh, it's from the Atarva Veda. It's uh, mantras and magic uh, rituals for healing, warfare, um, you know, for use against enemies, significant rites of passage. And it's one of the four most sacred of the Vedic texts. But, again, he warns against the use of such spells nor to interpret dreams or signs, the stars or animal sounds. My discipline, disciples, my apologies, my disciples should not be devoted to practicing medicine or curing infertility. Monastics should not be troubled by blame or inflated by praise. They should dispel greed as well as selfishness, anger, and divisive speech. Right? So two paragraphs there mentioned a few things. Right? No magic spells. There is no magic. We can see it in some modern Buddhism. They seem to feel there is. Um, compared to the average um, ignorant being, maybe, but right? not to interpret dreams or signs or stars and Right? No superstition. Right? You're not 
devoted to practicing medicine or curing infertility. I mean, that's interesting right there, right? Arguably, the, 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 the great spell in the Heart Sutra is this prescription of ending our ills and suffering and stepping off this wheel of becoming. So it's kind of funny that, no, we don't deal in medicine because the true medicine, the true prescription is the path itself. And no, we're not going to in, uh, cure infertility because, again, our goal is to end this birth and death cycle. So he says the monastic should not be troubled by blame. Well, I mean, <laughs> right? Or inflated by praise. Right? Like I said, that's the 19th path. But it's also, right, to treat triumph and disaster as the impostors they are. They should dispel greed as well as selfishness, anger, and divisive speech. Right? Kind of funny that we have these dualities. And the sutta goes on and says, monastics shouldn't be involved in buying and selling or in reviling others anywhere. They shouldn't be ill-tempered in the midst of a village or talk to others with the desire for gain. Again, we're talking about the right actions, sama, um, you know, perfections. Monastics shouldn't boast or speak with wrong intent. They shouldn't train in impudence or talk in quarrelsome ways. They shouldn't be driven to lie or knowingly deceive, nor should they disdain others for their precepts, practices, wisdom, or way of life. Right? Once again, the precepts are the paramitas, the practices are, once again, inviting them to do something. Wisdom is the goal, um, as well as, I don't know, the way of life, right? I mean, arguably the practice is to seek wisdom, but it's also wisdom itself, and then the way of life itself is the same. I mean, the unexamined life is worth living, but is it as much? And the sutra goes on and says, If annoyed hearing the words of renunciants and ordinary folks, they shouldn't reply harshly. Those who retaliate are not peaceful. And the questioner, final in the last two paragraphs. Knowing this dharma, inquiring monastics, always mindful would train in it. Knowing release is peace, they wouldn't neglect Gautama's message. Here is the unconquered conqueror, I witness to the Dharma, who saw without relying on hearsay, with vigilance and reverence, one should train in that message of the Blessed One. So once again, I'd argue, the last two paragraphs um, expound the practice and invite us um, to walk the path and, and embody, embody that uh, spirit. And uh, the note 
the final note for the chapter. Uh, the last two verses refer to the Buddha in the third person. They also refer to the Buddha with similar honorific titles, as the questioner does in the opening verse. For these two reasons, uh, the, the writer suggests uh, the last two verses belong to the questioner who provokes, uh, provides sorry, concluding words instructing monastics to follow the instructions um, the Buddha is given. In a communal recitation, the, verse, the first verse and the last two may have been spoken by the lead chanter uh, with the Buddha's instructions chanted in unison by a group of monastics. Right? Oops, my apology. That was um, just the note about the last two. Uh, the last note is once again uh, Nibuti. So knowing release is peace. So knowing that Nibuti, or Naroda maybe later, right? So, once again, knowing this dharma, this dharma of cessation, of the truth of desire and ego of self, knowing this dharma, inquiring monastics, so once again, if you want um, liberation, then you're going to learn this dharma. By learning this dharma, you're practicing um, monastic. Right? Same as um, being mindful of your state is bringing oneself uh, to the present moment. Right? Raising one's awareness of your state is bringing one's awareness to the present moment. So again, in this case, knowing this dharma is the dharma of cessation. An inspiring monastic will always be mindful Right? right, knowing this dharma, inquiring monastics, always mindful would train in it. Right, so it's both the dharma and the mindfulness. Knowing release, this uh, sorry, he uses a li little bit different uh, word, nibuti. Knowing release is peace. They wouldn't neglect Gautama's message once again. Right. And he's uh, inviting people to practice. In the final paragraph again, he is the unconquered conqueror. I witness to the Dharma who saw without relying on hearsay. Again, right? Self-realized. With vigilance and reverence, one should train in that message of the Blessed One. And again, as I said, the final uh, paragraph, once again, not only talks about the practice, but invites us to embody it as well. So, on that note, we'll leave it.